Tonight on the pod. That was a John and Ben reference for all those hardcore J&B fans out there. We got chat about the All Blacks, Fiji. Oof, that was tough. We shit on Australia. We actually have mental health chat. What else do we talk about in the pod, guys? Oh, Scotty Pippen's dick. Enjoy that. Gambling. We got it all, man. This is like, this is probably the ultimate pod. Not just for like rugby chat, but it's like, it's a total like lifestyle, life advice. Get amongst it. Welcome to the Banter Lads Rugby and Mental Health Chat from the Supersport Dojo. My name is uh, Guy Williams. I'm joined by my good friend Sanjay Patel. How are you? And my other good friend, Matthew Cook. Hello. Me and Matt have been skiing. We've been not watching a lot, a lot of rugby. Sanjay, you've been watching a lot of rugby? Been watching a bit, not heaps. That's why you're the backbone of this fucking yeah. podcast, bro. Um, you've been watching the league as well. We might talk about that. Yeah, I watch it. It's probably one of the best league matches of all time, I think. Wow. Well, yeah, well, I watched the highlights, the best, and the highlights um, were very final. good. Some of the best league highlights of all time. I, uh, Matt was nervous that we wouldn't have much to talk about on this podcast. Are you kidding me, Matt? When have I ever run out of shit to talk about? Mm-hmm. What do you got? What do you got on the agenda? Oh, well, I mean, we'll start with New Zealand. Mm. Then we'll like, we'll maybe deviate into a little bit of Fiji. And then we'll, um, we'll bring it home on. What was the other crazy game? The other game? one's like... Um, Australia. Japan. Australia was pretty weird against... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Japan versus Samoa. They bit Samoa to set up the last... Um, match against Argentina, which is like an eliminator, effectively. Mm. That's that's exciting. Mm. But um, let's start with uh, the New Zealand team of New Zealand, mm. also known as the All Blacks. You hardly ever call them a New Zealand, eh? Oh, well, the English do call them it just because they think that All Blacks or is too strong, so they just call them New Zealand. I think that's <laughs> what yeah. Clive Woodward did. He always yeah, I prefer them as New Zealand. Because like, we don't really call Australia Wallabies anymore. Is that because they're shit oh, I now? think we do. Yeah, we still do like, like New Zealand not, not as often as the All Blacks are the All Blacks and like the Springboks not as often as you know Spring uh, South Africa so a little tidbit uh, I learned is because I looked at the South Africa jersey because I, I was like I, I, as much as yeah I kind of like their kit um, it turns out that uh, they're not allowed to have the Springbok on their jersey they have to have the crest of the, the crest, union yeah. So they have uh, the South Africa Rugby Union on their shirt, and then the, the, the Springbok is just allowed to be on the sleeve. Yeah. Which is disappointing. So what I... Because um, it's weird, because the famous photo of um, Francois Pinot. Pinot, Pinot, yeah. Pinot. <laughs> <laughs> I get that wrong every time. Lifting the trophy, he has a Springbok on yeah. the jersey. Yeah. But the All Blacks are allowed the firm, because I guess that's also the Rugby Union logo. Yeah. But it's, it does annoy me that they, re, in order for copyright corporate purposes, they rebranded from New Zealand All Blacks to... Uh, just, just all blacks, all blacks yeah. ah. because shirts. Too many shirts had a silver fern in New Zealand on it, which anyone can have. So they switched just to all blacks, which I thought was kind of tacky. Yeah, I I feel like New Zealand all blacks are given too much respect. Um, they're constantly called the all blacks. It's an international team. It should be country officially. This is New Zealand. Mm. Um, we allow the hucker to be performed at every game. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's hard to talk about because like, as soon as you mention anything, yeah. it's like, oh, racist. No, no, but no. But it's no, not because no. like, what yeah, other... It's not just New Zealand who does a hucker like the other one. Mm. Yeah, Fiji but like, does uh, I don't know. Because I remember like the Wallabies, Tonga. Australia, historically, you know, like whenever anyone challenges the hucker, yeah. um, that's fucking exciting. But now there's like rules in place and you can't... Yeah, maybe 
they should you know? be allowed to challenge it a bit as long as yeah. Like, they should go back to the good. Old, I, I I agree that um, we should go back to the good old. I enjoyed um, Australia used to try and respond with Waltzing Matilda. That yeah. was sick. I love um, that. Uh, walking towards the haka and stuff, unless mm-hmm. in multi custom that's not allowed or something. But I'm sure it is. Like I, I'm sure I think you should be allowed to. I mean, as long as there's not like a fight before the yeah, game or something like that. Yeah, because what is the haka? Is it a, a challenge? Yeah, it is a challenge. Yeah, yeah. so like you should be able to. Because yeah. I think have have we seen when two Pacific Island nations face off or against you do it at the West, same time at the same time and that is very cool. Yeah. Um. But now like the hucker, we've got props. Yeah. What yeah. is that about? <laughs> Look, Matt. Matt, you can't say we've got nothing to talk about and then lead the chat with <laughs> generic hucker conversation. My dad's racist friend thinks it's a savage tribal dance. You know, like. The huck is cool. It's very, co- it's it is very cool. Actually, for most all backs games, it's actually the only interesting bit. And yep. for most like casuals, like, that's the bit you watch yeah. for. Like in world sport, how often do you have those things? Yeah. But like, I, I kind of agree that it's uh, it's just like commodified. But your your I think your argument was that it's an unfair advantage to New Zealand. That's yes. what you're getting at. Yes. And then you kind of went off on a bit of a tangent. And yeah, I, I mean, I mean, uh, using a prop yeah. is, a, is a bit is a bit strange. But like, and then like they set up the microphones. Like it's a it's a whole. It's a rehearsed like thing. Well, it's that, televised. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, come on, we're not we're not doing that for other teams that haven't. I know. Yeah, like fair well, enough. New a, Zealand embraces a, their culture as sometimes. A, as a British, as a British man, what would you like to um, the British the Brits to respond to? Um, I think if we look back Muskets. at the famous uh, rugby team, the Crusaders. <laughs> Once upon a time, <laughs> they used to have Crusaders horses um, coming out of the, their fortress, swinging their swords yeah. to the uh, what's the song called? Conquest. Congress of Paradise. They should what they should do is they should line up um, children along the sides, and the horsemen can chop their heads off, and the kids <laughs> yeah. can pretend to die. Imagine that! Imagine the huckers going on, and horses are going around the outside. Chopping people's heads off. Yeah, yeah, but I think the hacker is cool. But I'm like, if I, I agree that it's an unfair advantage, though. So there's been weird times. I remember they went to Wales once, and they tried to make them. Uh, yeah. But I think I think it's just like sport needs chat, and just hacker has always been a chat. Apart from the tall blacks, not an unfair advantage to them when they do the. Hucker. Well, it's, it's not really an odd advantage because I reckon if a hacker was being done at me, it would fire me up as much as uh, it would be doing it. Really, you think? Yeah, but not when you have to stand stationary and kind of just let it you know soak over you yeah but you feel like you're Batman sitting on top of a building like staunch no you want to get into it like I used to love the challenges bit of chat and then the kickoff first hit ooh that was for the hucker so there was a lot of build up for uh, Italy New Zealand and the build up was Italy might not be that bad yeah they thought they might have a chance first time they could beat the All Blacks yeah and uh, I mean, I know the All Blacks are at a low ebb, mm. but that seemed like yeah, ludicrous, and it was proven to be ludicrous. Me, yeah. And people were feeling pissed off. Like Reddit was pissed off that they were like, "Did we get tricked by like the publicity machine to try?" Because there's an interest to get people to watch the game. And I mean, no I think could... yeah, we we were part of that problem. To be fair, I talked Italy up a little bit. Um, it's just it's a hope, right? Whenever you're watching sport on the stage, you want it to be competitive more than. I mean, a lot. I know a lot of All Blacks fans just love absolutely destroying any team they face but mm. the true charm of sport is watching uh, a competitive game and we didn't get that unfortunately Italy looked good for the first two seconds and yeah. then Italy mm. was and I pre-planned this Italy was shittily yeah. they were shit they like couldn't complete a line out they couldn't seem to get kicking right their scrums got destroyed it was hard to say anything positive about those mm. lads 
Some of them are quite good looking. I'll give them that. Oh, very good looking. But yeah, um, I will say the All Blacks did look good. I mean, you can't really read anything from when you're playing a, a, a Tier 2 nation. Mm. But uh, they at least were kind of scoring tries that looked like they were kind of constructed rather mm. than just like... I mean, there were some pretty soft tries. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very tidy. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good practice for the All Blacks. It was a good training session. Yeah. All, uh, yeah. All Jordan got to do was DWZ impression. Oh, very cool. Eh? Well, tries. Tell me what that is. Uh, Dylan Watine Zelezniak of the Warriors. He always does those tries like he's gonna get yeah. pushed out of the corner and he dives and places it. Places it. I yeah. told you. I was, when that happened, I told you about it. Remember? Nah. I'm just nodding and smiling. <laughs> that Not was really a knowing about. I don't remember. Copy of what's. DW's yeah, you've been seeing that a little bit more in rugby now. I, I quite like yeah. it. The the dynas, dynamism, dynamism. <laughs> How's that word said? Are you, talking about, are you talking about just like the, the corner try or the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like athleticism? Yeah, your whole body's basically over the sideline, but yeah. all you do is place. Your, oh, place the it ball. just in. Um, I heard a theory, and I touched upon this um, a couple of weeks ago, where you know England's horrible run into the World Cup was them trying to time their fitness mm. um, to peak at the right time. Yeah. And people have now gone, hey, is that what the All Blacks are doing? Because if, if we cast our minds back to the first game, the All Blacks looked absolutely gassed in that against France. Yeah. They looked horrific. Like, you know, 30 minutes in, they were done. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe Fozzie, maybe he, he's got a plan. No, don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, are the All Blacks, because against Italy, I, know, I like Italy wish Italy but the All Blacks looked fresh. They looked yeah. like they'd go for another 80 minutes. Yeah. They so are they peaking? They have um, Shannon Frizzell and Geordie Barrett. Back. Yeah, so a much stronger team, but overall fitness, very good, very slick. It is, it's it's a, a point that we kind of had recently. Is like I, I kind of thought it was a good warm-up for the All Blacks to have two quite soft games, but I didn't expect it to be Italy as soft. Like I thought there'd be kind of like Italy might make it competitive yeah. for 30 minutes or something like that. Whereas pretty much they started leaking pretty pretty soft tries straight away. Um, was Sean Fitzpatrick not right though? He said <laughs> they need to get a win and get some confidence. <laughs> Just um, play well. It, 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 the confidence is probably up now. Um, uh, I enjoyed. I want to talk a bit about the broadcast. But do you want to, before then? Before that, um, Sanjay, you you were pointing out about the. Um, you love every week talking about the fuzzy <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah, fuzzy roulette. So yeah. I mean, who would have expected 96-17, you know, from this All Blacks mm-hmm, team? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's been, I've been listening to a little bit of feedback about the game, um, especially from Chiefs supporters who are pleading with the country to go, hey, please don't believe the hype. Fozzie has no plan. You know, his history of the Chiefs is well documented. He's a massive failure, um, especially with those fans. And the worry is that Fozzie has no plan. He inherits a good team, mm. and the plan is let's hope our good players turn up on the day. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit of that. Like you just because yeah, it's when you're watching the All Blacks, they don't look like they used to look. Yeah. And these are the this is basically the same the you know the the Bowden Barretts, the old school, the old guards. It is. Aaron yeah. Smith is well, fucking old. Like these players so. are old, and we've kind of persisted with them. Because we've persisted with Fozzie. Yeah. You know, if we cleared out Fozzie, new coach comes in, clears out those old players. Um, maybe we just don't have the pool of talent anymore um, with the way the rugby's going. Here's an interesting um, mental exercise. Which All Blacks at the moment do you believe in who are like 
top of the world, top of their game. I still think Hardy severe. I, I wouldn't even see severe anymore. And it's just, it's maybe psychological because I mean, most people rate him highly. I just love his leg drive. He's just, just like, you know, symbolism for the All Blacks, just going hard. Yeah. Like <laughs> tackled. And he's an amazing specimen of a man, but I associate him with losing, like whether it be the Hurricanes or losers, mm. uh, the All Blacks teams, you know, since the last World Cup, which has kind of been his time of yeah. dominance. Um, to, he is, he's yeah. probably one of the few All Blacks you'd say are in top 20 in the I, world player. I love, I think Mwanga is a good player. But yeah. when McKenzie came on, yeah, no, yeah. Italy, Italy are tired by that point. Yeah. But he came on and just looked fucking good. So so I was going to jot down two players. I was going to jot down um, right wing, Talia. No, is it right wing, Jordan? Yeah. Left wing, Talia. Yeah. Those are the two players that I'm like, those guys are world class. Yeah. They should be there. They're, they're mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, especially Jordan seems to be just like peaking at the right time. Every other player is like, Fitty fitty, whether it be they're old or they're, mm. and I think uh, Moanga, we see at the start of the World Cup, like he's the guy, this is his World Cup, and it's like, will he disappear? I only got into rugby again at the end of Super Rugby, so I watched him win with the Crusaders, but it wasn't a, you didn't go like, wow, look at the Crusaders' backline, it was kicked to the corner. He did make his kicks that game though, and I'm even nervous about his place kicking at the moment. Yeah. I'm like, just he just hasn't looked convincing this year. Mm. And and while two years ago I said, yeah, he was definitely the first five of the All Blacks and I was glad they moved Bowden Barrett because that was a tough battle. But now I'm like, I just don't believe in Moanga anymore. But I do believe that somehow the All Blacks are going to turn it on. Maybe I'm delusional. Yeah. I believe he, he can come right and hopefully in the Ireland game he does come right. Mm. So that was that was that was what my big point was going to be is like is like what players do we really think are, are like sh- shining and and maybe Savia and it should be Savia but um what, what about Roygaard do we think but he... he's not the starter at the moment he would be I think if he was the starter mm. if he but is he is he you kind of need a combination of skill and experience in those mm. big moments say eh? and heart get a bit yeah. of heart in there and yeah. he's got a guns as well <laughs> what, what do you mean he's got guns. Does like haven't you seen his like biceps? Oh like yeah, is he? Yeah. Oh. yeah, that's cool. It's the makings of a great All Black. Um, but guns. Yeah, it, it's 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 hard to say. Like we we're waiting for two weeks. Like anything could happen. It's funny though. Like um, Kane's only coming. I even forget that he's come back. Oh, <laughs> like he's what about? And he he came on and like did a knock on like yeah. immediately. Yeah, he's not a he's, poor guy. He's and not he's, a, yeah. he's going to be the captain, but he's the one like I missed the least if he's yeah. not playing like um, I think we missed Frizzell we missed Geordie Barrett but yeah. Kane we didn't miss so much mm-hmm. I, I, I did call it last week and I'll call it again the All Blacks are shaping up nicely and like I hope they can get it together but no one should be afraid of Ireland mm-hmm. I mean they could smack us we could smack them yeah. could be a close probably a close game and also like, yeah, Aussie roulette as usual yeah you just don't know eh yeah um, another theory that I have is that at some point, Italy went, hey, we've lost this game. Who cares? We've got France yeah. in the last game. If we win that, we go through. Yeah. What do you think about that theory? Well, Italy didn't do that because they scored one or two tries at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So they definitely were trying till the end. Yeah, but I mean like trying, you know, you, you still play the game because you have to. Yeah. You're, you're signed up to play. But are you just thinking in the back of your mind, hey, no injuries, let's just... Have this. This is a training run. So Italy's won every other game. So would it would bonus points come into it though? No, um, currently they tied. They 
head to head. Head to head. Okay, so what you're saying is if 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 France let Italy beat New Zealand, New Zealand's eliminated. Is that what you're saying? No, France play Italy. Italy. Yep. So France throws that game, but they'd have to like score four tries and lose by less than seven. It'd be like a real (laughs) yeah tight collusion. In order for that well, to happen, uh, look, but if, then if, if they're Italy, all tied, thank you for a bit of sanity there, Sanjay. If they're all tied, then it's a points difference. And well, no, because France are on through. thirteen points, Italy are on ten. Yeah. A win is worth four points. Yeah. So if Italy win, they go into fourteen, and if they can score four tries, that puts them on fifteen. Yeah, all blacks are going to get fifteen. Though. Yeah, but f- that would knock France out. That's what I'm saying. But why would? Oh, it's a head-to-head. Okay, France well, Italy. So are you out. saying if does Italy have chance a uh, against uh, France? No. I thought your theory was that if France threw the game, yeah, and I'd be like, that's cool. No, I'm saying Italy threw the game last week against the yeah, All Blacks yeah. at the point where they're like, hey, these guys <laughs> are very good. Yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, let's just give let's give it all on the France game. France Who is, are playing without Dupont. But France is even better, though. Like, France is... Italy without is, Dupont? Italy is shittily. Yeah. What about Dupont? <laughs> You almost had me for a second there. I was like, it'd be yeah. cool if France had the option of losing, finishing first in their pool still, and knocking All Blacks out. That'd be mm-hmm. juicy. Mm-hmm. These, there's something wrong with these pools, though. If Italy still has a chance. You can't go out there and lose by 91 <laughs> yeah. points. What's well, because there's, yeah, there's, still five, yeah. there's five teams, right? Yeah, and two Which of them means, shitters. Yeah, the new, the new teams in each pool aren't good. Yeah. So everyone's just got a punching bag to get the points. Yeah, in Italy, yeah. But like, there's no way. If France had the option of eliminating All Blacks, it would be interesting to see if they had the option. Because yeah, knowing French sport as well, that's kind of shit, you know. Henri so doing think, the handball, um, you know. New Zealand famously did that in the cricket, Sanjay? Don't think um, they So they were playing... What year? I mean, there's um, a cricket World Cup every year, so it's hard to know which year the World yeah, Cup so was. Yeah, so it involved South Africa and Australia and the All Blacks. Uh, oh, the no, all blacks. Playing. Who are the black caps? Black caps. New Zealand. It is annoying. I think you're talking about there was a Aussie Tri Nations. There was the um, actual World Cup. Oh yeah, some cricket competition. Yeah. New Zealand purposely lost to knock out Australia. Australia, yeah. But then um, we got and then lost, <laughs> lost to South Africa anyway. Yeah. But the logic was that hey, we'd already beaten South Africa, I believe. Yeah. At that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember this. What year are we thinking this was? 2000, maybe. Yeah, I think it was around then. Oh, what? The year 2000? Yeah. We're going that far back. Yeah, so it does. It has happened in sports. That uh, that was back when Aussie always used to have every year two other teams play uh, triangular one day series. Yeah, so if, if France. If if France had the option of losing against Italy, putting out their B team and just jogging around the pitch, yeah. getting thrashed by Italy and still finishing top of the pool. I reckon, fuck yeah, they, yeah, they would definitely consider that. But, but they would have required Italy to get close to the All Blacks. <laughs> they didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. So they eliminated that possibility themselves. themselves. Oh, and thank God. Let's not talk about Italy anymore. The, I just want to talk about the Sky Sport broadcast for a second. Because yeah. it was quite amazing to see sh- uh, Steve Hansen on the desk. Oh, yes. Mm. That was crazy. That's bizarre. He is. I wouldn't even let him come onto the. Um, the, this podcast, to be honest. He is terrible in front of a camera. He was kind of fast with that before. His analysis at hard, half time, which was Italy must have been down about 40 points at that gap time. Yeah, 49. And he, they go to him and they go, um, what do you think of the game so far? And he said, I don't think Italy will be able to come back. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for that expert analysis. I kind of like, I, I was like, are you doing a joke? Like, It's like, because he's known for his deadpan humor. And I'm like, I can't tell if this guy's a comedy mm. mastermind. Mm. Or he's trying to be bland because it's like there's no more interesting person you'd rather someone who literally knows all the players, mm. 
He could even share an anecdote. He's like, I'll never forget the time when we were in the ch- changing room and um, Adi Savia said, coach, you got my underwear on backwards. I don't know what his yeah, anecdote yeah. would be, but there must be a lot of interesting shit that goes on. If, you think about that? Like, we never yeah. think about players. You know, you never forget, like, um, Roy Gard comes to him at halftime and goes, coach, I burned my hand on the hot water tap. And they're like, okay, well, mm, mm. you know, like, there must be so much shenanigans that happen. Or, like, he might have had some behind-the-scenes things about that Shapes commercial. <laughs> the what? He Steve was in a Hansen. Shapes commercial in the before the 2015 World Cup, well, wasn't maybe it? Maybe twenty before 2019. Yeah, he did a Shapes commercial. The bl- little biscuit yeah. chip thing. The yeah. ones that I've been eating before. Sanjay eats them before every and podcast. What was, to, how, what was he? How was he selling that product? Well, he was just uh, I don't know promoting. It. He was like an, a motorbike for some reason. <laughs> it was a bad. It was a bad. It was a crazy <laughs> ad. Yeah, like Armageddon. He's like riding a motorbike, eating shapes. Yeah, it's funny. It was a funny change from uh, yeah. shapes. Their previous commercials had been racial stereotypes oh, yeah, dancing on the, on the chips. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Mexican flavored chip. Oh yeah, they have Mexicans there dancing. Oh, flavor whatever. you can see. Yeah, yeah. That's but then cool. they they changed from that <laughs> to a post apocalyptic world where Steve Hansen <laughs> in cruises a world the without world. racism. Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Hansen. I think the the logic was it was something about like the way the the country crumbles when the All Blacks lose yeah, or something. Sure. I can't remember. That's the message. Every year, there's actually been one. Every year there was one, um, there was a campaign, uh, a wacky campaign. Remember when Spark did abstain for the game? No, they cancelled it before it got to the public that we're going to run it. I thought it, I thought it, no, it they must have gone like once. leaked the ad of Sean Fitzpatrick <laughs> oh, riding yeah. that hand. Yeah, thingy. it was failed comedy, but like people, that was crazy time when people lost their mind, and they lost their ma- mind about Steve Hansen's Arnott's commercial as well. It's like well, the funniest thing was um, Israel Digg did the um, Air New Zealand safety video for the 2015 World Cup, and he didn't even get into the squad. <laughs> so he did r- yeah, that's rap rough. with um, Stan Walker and. I was once on a plane with Stan Walker um, when that safety video was playing yeah. and he pulled his hoodie way over his head <laughs> so no one could see him. I actually thought that was okay. Like, it was fine. It yeah, was no, like it was, was cheesy, right. it was corny, but it's just nice to see the All Blacks give a little but bit of personality sometimes. I just found it funny that he wasn't named in the actual squad. Oh, mm. unbelievable. I'll tell you where the All Blacks are showing too much personality. Um, the colour of their underwear. And I say this every week, oh, yeah. but they've got a black underwear, lads. Uh, the colour, I'm always thinking it's jockey integration. There's quite a few players you just see yeah. their underwear. T- maybe I'm looking too closely. Yeah, my theory is that that's how the players identify each other yeah. when they're face down. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's one other thing, just quickly, about Italy. They had their names on the backs. Mm. Yeah. Like, yep. There was one other team that had their names on the Fiji has it. Yeah. I think yeah. even England have it. To England. Yeah. It must be weird because um, in rugby, obviously... There's that thing of like naming the team the day before, and you could there yeah, can be yeah. switches. So it must have must have mm. printed a lot of jerseys for it. And the fact that um, if you're on the subs bench, a player isn't given a number. Yeah, each position has a number, so yeah. you can't just yeah print t-shirts before the game or sorry before the World Cup because the numbers change. Is rugby the only sport where that happens, where your number literally designates your position? Like mm. I can't think of like in football, it va- you kind of know if someone's nine. They yeah, generally it's yeah, out. The striker, What's yeah. a striker nine? Yeah, yeah. But seven. They still can choose their own. Seven's number. winger. Yeah, seven's yeah, like a playmaker or ten as well. Eh? What's yeah. eight? Midfield. Midfield. And yeah, number one's goalkeeper. Ten is striker. Uh, ten is like, like the maestro. Maradona, Messi. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but is it because it's it, it's no it's it's not hard and fast, is it? No, okay. no, it used to be one to eleven. Like Burnley played one game where they still played one to eleven, like a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Oh yeah, 
Oh, that's cool. Old school styles. Yeah. Um, basketball used to, and for FIBA, it used to be like that. Yeah. That's why Jordan and stuff had like different numbers for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But um, they did a weird thing where like you can choose any number, fine, including double zero and 69, fine. Although, although Dennis Rodman requested 69 for the Lakers and they didn't let him have it. Mm-hmm. Um they, you're allowed any number, but they also have a trist- they retire numbers, mm, yeah. which is fine. Like you know, every time a legendary player. But the problem with the Celtics is they've got such a long history and they've retired so many numbers <laughs> that all their players now are number like forty eight <laughs> and like fifty four. <laughs> like who wants that? No one wants that jersey. Even double zero is retired for the Celtics. <laughs> is that you can't yeah. even have double zero? Well, I think you're allowed zero. zero though. Go Tri- to triple zero. Triple zero. <laughs> go three digits. So I have an extra baggy jersey. Um, so my thing about commentary, right, is that this I reckon there's two styles. There's the British style, which is straight up the middle. You go like, um, it's normally just one British man doing the Football World Cup or whatever, and he just gives you the facts. Mm-hmm. He pronounces the names reasonably well. Like It mm-hmm. seems like he's learned how to put a bit of an Argentinian flair on there. Yep. And he just gives you the details of the game and a little bit of emotion, maybe at the huge moments. Mm-hmm. Or there's an American style where they go pure entertainment. No, yeah. I think American style, they normally go either comedy or they go like drama, like Kevin Harlan in the NBA. He's famous for bang after a big shot. I can't even do it right. Bang. And sometimes he gives them a double bang if it's a really big shot. You know, like go, you've got like a, a signature call. In rugby, I feel like the New Zealand commentary team just have, they go neither way. Like they're not competent. Yeah. You can't rely on them to pronounce the players' names yeah, right. Like, that's the worst. Yuani is still being said, you know. Yeah. Yuani. You know, like it's quite annoying to hear that you're one there, and um, I'm not nailing it, but I, yeah. I, I'm being the Sky Sport team, and but they're not interesting, they're not funny, they're not dramatic. That's the thing you you can't be vanilla on every attribute. <clears throat> if you don't know the facts, bring some passion. Yeah, yeah. Like, just go crazy with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Give us a be, bit of po- yeah. Po- po- like yeah. I like when the British football commentators they'll also they'll script something. They'll yeah. be like, from the moors of Newcastle to the River Tyne, yeah. the men have stand up and they have defied the... You know, like, give yeah. us a little bit of that yeah. before the game. Something scripted, I don't know. Yeah, well, I just... Justin Marshall was in, in this team for this World Cup. Yeah, he, he got, he got dropped. Bit, yeah. He he did... You, they are the most memorable moments in New Zealand commentary in the last... Since Murray Mixed did and yeah. his, like, mistakes. <laughs> um, Boomfa and yeah, stuff like that. And it's probably not even real. It was just him just enjoying his life. Yeah. But we bullied that fun out of him as well. I feel yeah. like he doesn't even have that anymore. Mm. But, like, they don't even... Yeah, it's just something about the New Zealand commentary team that makes me think, I wish there was a button... On the streaming service, you can't switch. I'd switch to the alternative. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah. or even to the, I want to hear, um, who'd we play? Italy. Imagine how cool it would be to watch with the Italian commentary yeah. on. That'd be oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's another try. We're verging oh, into oh, racism. No. <laughs> Just sounds like you're playing Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I will say that um, the All Black, like Italy, if you're going to say a positive, going to the game, you're like, Italy does have attacking flair. And they did briefly string together a few moves. Yeah. It was nice to see the All Blacks just smash them out of bounds. Though. Like Italy didn't look like they had many opportunities. I mean, they did score two tries for the first I like that they came out and tried. They kept the ball in hand and yeah. they started, they looked, uh, they looked to play positively. Yeah. Um, and I think with like the first three or four minutes, the All Black looked, a little flat-footed. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, okay, this might... Be interesting. This might be interesting, but then... They scored 21 points in the first yeah. 19 minutes Well, like, once that. Italy failed to do anything yeah. with their attitude, with their, you know, their up and go, like, I think the All Blacks were like, 
Okay, phew. Yeah. Time to beat All Blacks now. Yeah. And just absolutely destroyed them. Although actually quite good in the first like five or ten minutes of the second half as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were starting to concede penalties, which is our go-to. Yeah. And it looked like we were going to s- maybe struggle a bit more than the first half, but then we just started piling on the points mm-hmm. straight after mm-hmm. that. And yeah, Moonga nailing them. I think he got every single one but one, maybe, the last one yeah. before yeah, McKenzie came Yeah, on. sorry. I, I actually realised I just I fucked up badly there where I said his kicking is got me dodgy. I don't know why I'm nervous about Moonga's kicking. He actually did have a good kicking performance. But when he missed that one, it was that one that I remember. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, because in a big game, you yeah. have to be able to hit those kicks. Yeah. And you're like, Ireland's kicker is money. Like, Sexton, is Sexton even their main kicker? Or is the other guy... Yeah, he normally is. Sexton's the main kicker. Sexton, and then they got a bit good backup as well. Mm-hmm. All Blacks have got Moanga, and then, yeah, well, I'm just... Geordie for the long ones. Geordie, <sighs> McKenzie. Yeah, McKenzie. Um, Bodie. Yeah. I have to I have to believe, eh? I, 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 I called it last week, and I'm like, I don't want to let this game influence me already. Such or a, yeah, such a... Mouth-watering quarterfinal lineup yeah. matchup between those two teams. Yeah, but there um, is still yeah. a chance if we kind of talk about that Scotland could. Yes, Ireland versus Ireland. Scotland. Ooh. I just think there's no chance. Oh, yeah. Do we? Do you actually think Scotland's good enough? I, no, I think answer. Ireland will pull through. But you never game. know. No, yeah, Scotland flukes two chance, tries. Yeah. It could be on. And they did have an impressive win. Yeah, they did. They looked all right. Who you, they beat? You, um, you'd have to pick. It was it Romania? Wasn't it? Yeah, I mean Romania. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. the worst team in the World <laughs> Cup, probably. But, but still, you have to to hold a team to zero in rugby. Pretty good. Pretty good going. Yeah, it is good that Ireland is looking good, and shit, we are fizzing for that game. Um, speaking of fizzing for that game, Fiji versus Georgia again. I think it was like a four a.m. start time in New Zealand, so I didn't watch it live. Got up and started watching the um, highlights, and I was like, I have to put on the full game. Because this is fucking wild. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. whoo, Fiji, man. It's always a roller coaster, and it, it does really. I was so excited for Fiji versus England, but now I'm like, mm. and I still have that belief that, it, again, yeah. if Fiji, like Scotland, if they get off to a good start, maybe a little bit of luck, maybe the bounce of the ball, the other team plays poorly. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, they should have been able to take care of Georgia. Yeah, well, I think it was. It was a game that fulfilled our expectations from both teams. Maybe like chat before the World Cup, George were like, "Oh, maybe." Yeah. They're on the fringe. Course, so they yeah. actually turned up for this game. And Fiji, there's always a question mark: Are they going to Fiji themselves? Yeah. And they almost did. They have a love that, kicker. Yeah, I love that they've got a little bit of maybe sensibility in their game now because yeah. they've always had the flair and just the cool vibes and the attacking prowess. But yeah. now they've got a little bit of, hey, we need to see this game out. Yeah. Let's um, show a little bit of tournament attitude. And saying that, though, this week, week, every day, practice nothing else but line-outs. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, you just, you're so privileged to be an All Blacks fan where they are, like, you know, a 70 or an 80 out of 100 on every statistic. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, really obviously comical weakness like that. Mm-hmm. Like, even Savrika, who's, like, a constantly great team, three World Cups, it's crazy how often their back line just can't really... Yeah. Muster up. I, I know think, they've got yeah. a good winger. The but. um the All Blacks seem to be maybe the only team that doesn't have a unique play style and therefore a unique weakness. Whereas like you know South Africa they they play a certain way but they have weaknesses. So I, thought that, I thought England that, Australia Australia play a similar game to the All Blacks but just don't play it as well as the All Blacks. I thought All Blacks their their style and it's kind of Ireland is kind of at it now where it's like uh, I'd say attacking style. Or but like ball and All Blacks defence is very, very good. Yeah. 
Um, so it's yeah, when you come up to face All Blacks, what do you? What's your game plan? What's your prep? Yeah. And I th- you know all the coaches that have fancied themselves or you know expected to face them in this World Cup will have a plan. I'd love to know what their plan is and what they recognise as the weakness. All Blacks. And, yeah, and is that weakness in All Blacks the same? Has it been ad- identified as the same weakness by every other team? Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting. Penalties, scoreboards, uh, scoreboard Score- pressure. Scoreboard? <laughs> well, like, I, I'm, I'm quite interested. Like, it's, it's, I've been kind of analysing as we're watching the NRL last night as well. Um, rugby, I think, and maybe this is insane. Like, I've made a few crazy claims on this week. I'm still a little bit embarrassed that I shat on Ireland versus South Africa last week when the next day after I recorded <laughs> yeah, it, before it even released the pod, game. Everyone read it was like, that's the greatest pool game of all time. <laughs> but I say this though, it's interesting being a casual rugby fan as opposed to intense. Real rugby fans appreciate the beauty and like, yeah. do you appreciate that Sanjay? Like a line yeah. out or a scrum? Whereas yeah, I, don't, strategy. I don't care for scrums at yeah. all really. Yeah, yeah, not in their current form. It's it's a little bit like, what's the point? It's a little bit Crouch, like, pause, touch, hold. Fall over, blow your whistle, guess yeah. which team. Yeah, you like blow most it. casual fans aren't interested to see a prop. Falling on their knee and conceding a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> his knee touched. Because yeah. um, I think with scrums, more often now you've just got to be like, if the ball's vaguely coming out, play on. Yeah, as opposed to stop it to yeah, do another scrum. Because well, like in, in uh, rugby league, the scrums are fast, right? Yeah, but, yeah. nothing. But they serve a purpose in going, hey, the forwards are all just going to hold each other. Yeah. And free up the backs. Yeah. So it's going to be That's a bit nice. Yeah. Whereas yeah, in rugby, there's like a little bit more respect for the scrum. That I think well, is it's undeserved a contest, now. Contest, that's why. But it's it's not a contest. It's who can get the penalty. Yeah. Who can go? Oh, hold on, fellas, going to do it again. You don't see many tight heads anymore, where it goes the other no. way. Um, no, you don't. Yeah. But uh, but I guess like I mean the All Blacks. You see, when a t- tier t- two team plays a tier one team, you notice the power of scrums and lineouts. But yep. when New Zealand plays Savica, you don't notice it as no. much. Yeah. Um, but. I'd say that the beauty in rugby, which I've kind of observed, and it could be crazy, but uh, it's one of the few games where like mistakes are like as much of a part of the game as the good bits. So it's all about p- applying pressure. Mm-hmm. And as like we talked last week or the other week about England, when they do get down into the pressure zone, they do score points often, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. more than can be said for a lot of teams. Yeah. And um, and you watch like I mean that was. Uh, like Georgia probably would have been Fiji if they could have scored in the danger zone. Mm. But um, yeah, it's 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 like you have a few moments that define a game almost. Yep. And they, like in basketball, like the consequences of fucking up or dropping the ball or um, doing a terrible play are very low. It's two points, three points. Mm-hmm. Um, in football, like yeah, you, you do have mistakes that give up goals. Steven Gerrard slipped. But generally, it's not, they're not that fatal. You know, the, the the media will pretend that David Beckham's yellow card or whatever was crucial, but, like, really, yeah. they could have lost regardless. I don't know. But but rugby, it feels like, really, it's like you get those defining scrums or line-outs at the five-metre line. You're like, if this goes well, it's game over. Or if this yeah. goes badly, it's gonna... I think, yeah, in football, not every mistake is punished. When rugby, it almost yeah. is. Yeah. Every mistake yeah. you make costs you either territory or points. Regardless, like in football, yeah, you slip her over, but the ball scoring a goal is hard, yeah. even if you're one on one with a goalie. So a mistake doesn't necessarily mean hey, it's goal time or punishment. Yeah. So the All Blacks' obvious flaw is pe- giving up yeah, penalties, penalties, making yeah. mistakes, mm-hmm. and um, 
maybe just like their backline isn't as potent or as dangerous as it used to be, and like mm. people can get up and disrupt them. And and if their backline's going nowhere, maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. But Ireland does look sharp, and they're very good defensively. And like the All Blacks, you can't. The the one problem about so South Africa, what is their plan? It's like they 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 try three hit ups, and if they're going nowhere. Kick it, box yeah. kick. That's what they do every time. Mm-hmm. And it's all blacks are like they'll a bit more ball in hand than that. I guess they're kicking now, but like um, you can get punished by hold, holding on the ball. You can get stuck in your mm-hmm. in your bad areas against France. Maybe mm-hmm. they spent too much time playing in a danger area, and you know, a couple of penalties, a couple of mistakes, and you you lose the game. I do like the chat at the moment that none of the big teams have exposed their master plans. Like none of them are using their the plays that they've saved for the quarters and the final. Except for England, who had yeah. to use it in the first game to drop goal from 50 metres. <laughs> Fuck, what a plan, though, eh? I never thought drop goals could be cool, but yeah. if you're dropping them from 50 metres, you're like, Drop Fuck. goals... We've got to go back to Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah. Drop goals have always been amazing. <laughs> Just to do it... You, so it kicks up pressure situations regardless. Yeah. Now imagine if you have to do it out of your hands with the other team coming at you. Yeah. Imagine if you Amazing. ruined ruined rugby, like because it's because they doing because I get it, Johnny Wilkinson. You do it at the end of the game when it's like game mm-hmm. on the line, mm-hmm. but to do it to be doing it um, uh, in the first half. Yeah. Imagine if both teams their strategy was just like try and get within yeah. you know thirty forty meters and then just start having goes. But Could what that did Anderson Brook do? His one like against England in the semi mm. that was in the first half. He kicked it from forty meters. Did he? Uh, yeah. What's this? Ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Did he hit a 40-meter drop goal? Yeah, it was like not even in the center of the ground. It was like near the sideline. He just grabbed the ball and just dropped mm. drop goal. Amazing. So cool. His name was Zinzan. Zinzan. And he was a, a forward who kicked drop goals. Yeah. He Imagine that. One against a team well. full of people that could do drop goals. How yeah. do you defend against that? It would it would definitely change the game. Um, in the It'd way be like S- a yeah, Stephen Skiff Curry. Curry has yeah. changed oh, yeah. the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, just like just stretch, it would just stretch the field. It would create so much space and so much danger. And imagine if you set up like a ruck where you had, because often they'll have like you know two first receivers. You had three first receivers, yeah. and they're all potentially going to kick it. Mm. And it would just create so much space for your wingers. It would be yeah, it makes quite amazing. Sense in rugby, because it's three points and a try is five. Whereas in league, you don't do it only at the end of the game because a try is four, but. Drop goal was only one. Point. Yeah, so it's a tiebreaker. I would, I would, I would much prefer if they made penalties and drop goals in rugby worth a bit less. I yeah. know Matt, Matt had the point that it it means infringements are too common, but fuck, I don't know. But I still keep penalties the same. Have it three points, but drop goals maybe one. No, no, I don't think keep penalties the same. And I'm with my brother on the point that if you are attacking with the ball, you shouldn't be allowed to give up a penalty where the other team can kick it for points. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I find that a weird part of. Uh, rugby, it's too easy to score on defence kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But then teams would just hold on to the ball. Yeah, if constantly. Position, yeah. If they're just going to give away just if you know. Yeah, I guess it would be better if, team, if teams could just fucking stop cheating. But in the ruck, it's just so messy in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people do cheat most of the time and hold on too long. Are they, are they doing it on purpose? Because you can force... Uh, an error, right? You can force the other player to be ho- to hold on. If you wrap them up, yeah, yeah, then that's no. If you get over them and you're on your feet, yeah, yeah, and then you force them to concede a holding on penalty, yeah, yeah, um, which is what Fiji kind of like specialises in. But that game, I mean, shout to Georgia. Georgia, probably the better team, at least for the first half. Yeah, um, 
they were robbed. In that first half, there was a try that the ref didn't even go. You can't even go. Was it you saying, Matt, you can't even go to VAR or whatever they call instant replay TMO. for forward tries? Uh, I know that. I said that, but I know that's the fact for league. Yeah, no, rugby you can. You can. Because it happened to the Warriors uh, last week. So if you can't see it, if you can't, uh, if you can't just, if it's the last pass setting up a try, you've got to go to the Team replay right. before. Yeah. So the ref just blows there, goes forward pass, and that was it. And it wasn't forward. Or it was mm. at best marginal or whatever that drift forward fucking rule is. Whatever it was, Georgia was robbed. They had a chance. And Simon Rawalui, the coach of Fiji, literally said we could have been down 16 yeah, yeah, and yeah. should have been down 16. Yeah. And that would have made it even harder. Um because we'd already counted our chickens and gone, oh, Fiji's in the quarters. Can't wait to see them, you know, cause mm-hmm. some havoc. Mm-hmm. And fuck, even next week against uh, Portugal, whoever the fuck they got, you're like, oh, shit, Fiji's not going to be safe against them, maybe. Um, well, Fiji just have to get a single point. So even if they lose yeah. within seven. All right. Well, they're sweet now. They're sweet now then. But, like, Jesus Christ. Um, they did pull it out the bag, though, with probably one of the tries of the tournament. Um, Botia, uh, Levani Botia. He makes the break, draws four players because he's such a unit, and then throws the no look yeah. over the shoulder mm. to the man running onto it. Like, oh, that Very was cool. poetry. And, like, that's why we love this team. But it did, the game, besides that moment of brilliance, it did make me think, fuck, Fiji, uh, they, they're a mixed bag yeah. at best. And they got, yeah, Red Roger got a yellow, and then the twist over guy, I mean, a yellow when it didn't really matter, but still. What about Portugal and um, Georgia having just money kickers? A few teams, a few teams have that. Um, who else is who else is a money kicker? Um, Italy probably had a good kicker, but we didn't get to see much of it because yeah, Italy, <laughs> yeah, he's like hundred percent us thing. Um, uh, although Matt, you're saying Portugal, you'd expect even more from a footballing country. It's like there's got to be one guy there who's got an amazing boot on him. His name is Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring him on. Well, th- yeah, because it's funny you say Georgia and Portugal because they, <laughs> in the game against each other, they famously missed yeah. kicks oh. that could win it. Uh, yeah. Okay, my bad. Um, but, hey, maybe, but, maybe off my face, but there's a few of those yeah. minnows. Georgia kicked well against New Zealand, I felt. And no, who they kicked well against? Fiji. Georgia? Yeah. yeah. Fiji, yeah. Who was launching them from like 60 metres? Yeah, that was the, uh, that last game against Fiji. Yeah. It was like Fiji didn't even know they were in the danger zone. And yeah, the, just the danger zone's that big. Yeah. And I, as much as I hate penalties, it is good to keep people honest by going, we're going to kick anything mm-hmm. the South Africa styles. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Some of my comments might be wrong. <laughs> We've got to straight to that. But um, move briefly to the um, NRL. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. The second half was amazing. What like, a game. Yeah. You th- would have thought that hat trick by, um, what's his name? Ezra Mam that just would have won it for the Broncos and this what sixteen points ahead with yeah. um, twenty four minutes yeah, to go. Yeah, crazy. And, and then and, and wh- oh yeah, and the comeback. Yeah, yeah, the comeback. Yeah, amazing. Um, Nathan Cleary, like yeah. everyone's like, this is the man, and he was the man. And yeah. his dad yeah, the coach. is the coach. Cheers, dad. I love it. It's like Marty Duck's situation, eh? Yeah, because you know, yeah, they would have had like a. Some narrative in the year where, you know... But the narrative is the Warriors had Ivan Cleary as coach. They decided to let him go because they thought the team themselves in 2011 would have been good with anyone. So they released him. And it could have been us with the dynasty of three um, NRL premierships. But it's the 
Panthers. 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 Great game though. Great game. Been of Nathan score. Cleary playing for the Warriors if Ivan Cleary stays. Yeah. Oh, yeah um, Cleary got the um, what do you call it? Like forty twenty. Yeah. Um, crazy catch. He also scored oh, yeah. the winning try. Winning try. Um, he had a great performance. Pretty crazy try. Um, but I got to about um, he's part Kiwi, part Maldi. Um, Reese Walsh, that guy. And I mean, I was told yeah. he was good. I actually never watched him when he played for the Warriors. No, he was good. Since oh, was he an ex-Warriors? He's for the last wow. two years. so yeah. fast yeah. that he makes every other NRL player who are also fast, yeah, obviously, just, yeah. looks like they're going like in slow like motion. Like he's like 10 metres in front of the person that, as soon as he fends yeah. them off. I would I say it's really. like Mbappe in soccer. Mm-hmm. It's that elite yeah. where it's like you're yeah. constantly terrified of on the pitch and the commentators go, here he comes, yeah. and he does yeah. go. And but you powerful as well. He's not spout. He's not you know, a slender, quick man. He's... He's yeah, got he a fend. He's he's got uh, a bit of power. So yeah, it'd be. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of um, people switching codes because you know it can go so bad. I feel bad for Tui Vasashek, but um, you know, Reese Walsh. You'd love to see him on a rugby field. Mm. It did make me think, though. As much as I enjoyed the grand fi- final and the spectacle of it in Australia, huge stadiums and stuff like that. It did make me appreciate rugby union. Like, there's just something about league now. And as I said, I guess that is the appeal of. The jeopardy of how terrifying rugby is and how messy it is, like how messy every breakdown is, how every time you get the ball, it's a war to get it back. Every pass is like, could go not to hand. Yeah. Whereas, um, I mean, league is obviously defined by those moments of breakdowns, but league is much more uh, organized now. Mm. It's much more um, uh, sanitized, like there's... You, teams play the percentages, they put pressure on, you know, like Penrith did know, even though they're behind on the scoreboard, if we continue to get down in those danger yeah. zones, we will eventually convert, they will tire. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just not, it's a bit more predictable. And it, it did make me think, as much as league is a good game of league is remarkable, I was like, I probably do prefer Union, but maybe that's just me, how I was, how I was raised in New Zealand. Yeah, mo- moments from both, I think. Because, yeah, yeah you, you're right, league is... Um, the other team just has to defend for a set number of possessions, and then you get the ball back. You but don't. You don't really have to fight for it. You just have to. Yeah, like they can't you know, keep possession for yeah. seventy percent of the match. Yeah, if we can hold on during this wave of attack, it's then our turn, and then we try. Yeah, yeah, and, and league also does. They've really gone for that American style of like the broadcast is impressive yeah like they love like even if it's just the sideline commentator oh, they had Scotty Pippen there <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that that was some of the worst integration I've ever seen so what was he doing there no he's the great promoting question. the NBL he's promoting uh, the fucking Australian Basketball League so good so at halftime of the NRL they've yeah. got Scotty Pippen from the NBA <laughs> promoting a league that he'd probably never heard of until about three months ago when he was flying over there Scotty yeah. Pippen famously um Short on cash because he, he's rich, mm. but he never got paid what he was worth. Yeah, he signed a long bad contract, and then since then has just been an absolute fuckwit in terms of Michael Jordan bought it. He's got a famous rivalry. Oh fuck, you guys, you guys want to hear about Scottie Pippen? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. So most of this is internet rumors, right? Scottie Pippen for a start is a legend, right? Yeah. Amazing player, great player. Um, like you know, Jordan gets the accolades, but Scottie Pippen was definitely yeah, his one B. I've seen the last dance. Yeah. Yeah. And they give him his flowers a little bit there where they fuck over other players like kind of Horace Grant and stuff like that. Anyway, um, so there was a legendary story in the 90s where Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan apparently both, this is could be bullshit and this could yeah. be sexist stereotypes. Sanjay already knows where I'm going with this. Yeah. Madonna. Oh, they, it was a Madonna. They both had sex with Madonna. Yeah. 
and Madonna said Scotty Pippen's penis was better, <laughs> or something along those lines, or bigger, or something like that. And Jordan, famously competitive, hates this. But they had this rivalry yeah. all the way through there, and Jordan <laughs> always got the accolades. That could be bullshit, right? But the rivalry, when they retired, Jordan bought a private jet, like early in private jets. Private jets, especially back in the day, were very expensive. Oh. Pippen also bought one, but couldn't quite afford it. Like just the upkeep of having constant pilot and engineer crew on staff, <laughs> crazy. Like now you can get like you can kind of timeshare jets. I mean, yeah. if you've if Madonna has said you have a great penis, you win. Like call it quits. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't do the jet. You play. don't need a jet. Yeah, 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 you've already got it. He's famously famously a wonderful penis. All on Scotty Pippen. Okay, this is where it gets fucked though, right? Scotty Pippen eventually gets married. Like towards the end of his career, he gets married to a woman named Larissa Pippen. This is fucked. I don't even know what I'm saying, but it's, it's, it's fucking weird. Um, then a couple of years ago, he gets divorced, and that's one why Scotty Pippen has money problems. He has to write a book where he kind of like bitches about the last dance or whatever. He just he, he is just kind of just he's got a personality of constantly whining, unfortunately. Um, so he whines about his contract, whines about his accolades, whines about being second fiddle a little bit. And then he had the book, so you got to say a few negative things, and that's what gets picked up. Yeah, you know. And then he does weird publicity stunts, like he puts his fucking house on Airbnb and, you know, shit like that. And then um, the, he gets divorced, and I think that's why he was doing these weird things for money. Or, I don't know what it is, but it's like, what, what are you doing to, at the halftime of the NRL broadcast? But it's mm-hmm. like, apparently, maybe his divorce, he lost half his money or something, I'm not sure. Yeah. His ex-wife um, is just one of those women who is, like, ageless. She's still, like, an Instagram model, and she's, like, 50 or something. Mm. She... Ends up dating multiple NBA players. I, th- I could be wrong with those details. Her most recent boyfriend, a man known as Marcus Jordan. She's dating Michael Jordan's yeah. son. Scotty's not happy about it. <laughs> Michael Jordan stoked me. I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but this is, is that not the weirdest yeah. fucking... Who are these people? Who is Larissa Pippen? I reckon there's a few rules in life. You know, Woody Allen, don't marry your own daughter. That's one of them. Don't date your famous teammate's son. <laughs> mm. That's fucking weird. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Especially how many people there are to date. Are there how many basketball players? How many young rich dudes there are? Fuck. It just, it creeps me out. And then Michael Jordan rumoured that he slept with her as well. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, oh, fuck. It's just, yeah, the drama of that. Anyway, if I was the NRL halftime show, that'd be my yeah. first question. <laughs> so, nice yeah, that was Cameron. <laughs> yeah, Cameron Smith should have asked him that. Yeah. Um, but now the NRL, the NRL broadcast is just like, they've just got a bit more intensity. I love that um, they put this, Matt, you might know about that. Like, it's kind of an American sports thing. They now have like a steady cam or something on the pitch, which is like, with like different, Lenses, it's got like cinematic yeah, lenses, it looks like, it looks a, like a movie. Game cut scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like where the, the player is in focus, but everything else is soft focus. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping, I was kind of throwing to you to go, yes, what, what, are they, cool. what are they doing that for? No, they've done just, it for a while. It looks cool. Yeah, like they normally do it. I used to watch those La Liga matches, they always used to have that steady. Game. Yeah, very cool. Just like, a bit of drama after a try as the player walks back, they yeah. normally go around them, and it, it kind yeah. of gives you a sense of like. How amazing it is to be in front and of the pitch. It's a steady cam from a hundred thousand. Yeah, 
It's like a guy walking, I think. Okay, pretty close. Because you can Could achieve the same look with a long lens from far away. Ah. Blows out the background as now well. Now, they do like yeah, a, they yeah, often do like a, close. I don't know how close they are, but they do like a 360 almost around the guy. Oh, they're on a little Segway machine. Might be on a Segway. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know how, because they look quite close, but maybe they're like, occasionally the player like walks into them or something. No, I'm pretty sure it's there on a Segway. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, just the, the broadcast package is good. Whereas France at the Rugby World Cup still just fucking it up at every turn. Like, just, again, like, I want to see the controversial play in the highlights. I want to see that even on the broadcast, because I had to go back to the broadcast, you don't get many replays of this. Is like a game-defining yeah, forward pass. I don't understand pass. that. What, why is that? I think it might be integrity of the game, or they don't. They often too much complaining about the referee is negative, mm, yeah. but you want a little bit of that spice of going like Georgia was robbed kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, because we now have TMOs and VAR, decisions are now black and white, right? Yeah. So I think that's where controversy can arise. Whereas whenever a referee is purely in control, you can forgive him somewhat. Like, hey, mm. he didn't see it yeah. in the moment. Fair enough. But now yeah. with TMO and VAR, it's clearly black and white. Why did you? Oh, like um, in the weekend, Liverpool, mm. Tottenham, Diaz, clearly onside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was just a VAR fuck up. How does VAR fuck that up? No, because the on-field decision was um, offside, and the VAR th- guy he saw that he wasn't offside, but he thought he's just yeah. As a miscommunication that, error, yeah. so oh. the VAR man made the right decision by saying, "Hey, he's onside," but he, he responded to the referee. The referee was basically like, um, no "Hey, goal. I you know I think it's no goal," um, but the VAR dude was like. Yeah, check, check complete. Um, yeah, check complete. But he was thinking check complete that he was onside. Because it's clearly onside. So he just, yeah, it was just like a weird communication thing. And the ref's like, sweet, no yeah, goal. And then once um, Spurs did a free kick, then they kind of go back and say it's a goal. Yeah. That's it. As soon as you can, as soon as you play the next play after the decision, that's it. You can't undo it. Ah, fucking Spurs doing really well with um, yeah, a, Ange. a dude from the fucking Brisbane Raw Australian A yeah. League coaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's since been a... I like how you guys are calling him Ange. Yeah, like, um, yeah. you're not saying Plus his last name. Glue. Thank you, uh, Sanjay. You're a pronunciation expert from now on. <laughs> is he? Is that a Turkish name? Uh, no, Greekish. Greek. Sure. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, that Greek, that maybe makes Greek, more sense. Turkish. No, no, Greek makes more yeah. sense. I got this country's confused. Is he Australian? Or yeah, is he's he? Australian, yeah. Fuck, that's pretty cool. Then he coached in Japan and obviously he coached in... Um, Celtic for the last yeah it's like a football season. manager I assume once you're coaching in the A-League you're done like no one's like checking out no, some I think that's where he started though. yeah I think yeah. you start there and you ha- you kind of have to jump early jump yeah. but you move up league yeah. slowly yeah. go to Japan disappear a little bit become like ooh who's this dude from Japan yeah you know, make your way and then go to Scotland yeah. ooh who's this dude doing well with Celtic Scotland's definitely the gateway drug they, I think Rangers and Celtic must be a bit broke hey and so mm. they take risks on yep like, you know, they highlight... Oh, they can kind of afford to as well. When There's only two teams in the league. Yeah, <laughs> good, point, good point, good point, good point. Yeah, he's going to make their way back up because they got booted down to, like, <laughs> like yeah. the fourth division Scottish <laughs> League yeah. because of financial difficulties or administration. Yeah. So Celtics were just dominating anyway. Yeah. But especially without Rangers there. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Because it does... You do... You, you shit on the Premier League and they're horrible, like... Just let anyone buy a team, mm. but it does mean it's a slightly yeah. more exciting league. Although they do still have the same problem with Abu Dhabi, but Saudi Arabia, right? They're coming, eh, Sanj? Yeah, 
every team needs Saudi investment, I think. That's what <laughs> Super Rugby needs. <laughs> and the NPC. And maybe the Ranfilly Shield. If we got Saudi investment, we could get a way better shield. It it's doesn't way break. stronger, yeah. <laughs> and you can't snort drugs off it, maybe. That's so funny. I mean, so for people who missed the story this morning... The big headline around New Zealand was the um, Ramfley Shield had not even been broken, mm. but in the photo of the shield <laughs> being broken, there was white powder and what looked like a straw or something <laughs> um, attached. I was actually fucked off they broke it. Yeah. I'm like, that's a fucking, don't get me wrong, do your laddie. How old is the Ramfley Shield? I don't know. It's oh, been broken. It's not even the years. same one. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, every they team replaced one it like yeah. a year ago. Oh, did they replace oh, it? They, yeah, because the other one was just falling apart I think yeah. so they replaced it yeah but like the ashes is fucking falling apart but you don't replace that it's like glue another piece of wood on the back and fucking keep on make it heavier and heavier I mean, they still oh, yeah. got the stand that's the original stand <laughs> on the back of the ship that's still original but the, I think the rest of the shield's new just don't take a photo of it glue it together lose the next game give it to the other team and then blame them <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad but strategy but for the rest of the um season oh they, they keep it now yeah, that's they it because they um, won the last challenge oh yeah. good on them I do like the Renfley Shield I was thinking today that it is a great little sub trophy yes. in a competition that small yeah, teams can actually can, yeah, yeah, anyone, yeah I quite like that and if it, it is harder um, it's hard to lose mm. it favours the team that holds it which is quite cool yeah but the um the thing about uh, the Renfley Shield is it had it actually disappeared in my mind anyway from prominence for the last five years so this is a good chance for it to yeah, get Be back, back in, in the headlines. Yeah. <laughs> Do we think it was cocaine? Because I was like, I didn't even know we had cocaine in New Zealand. Like, it's pretty I've hard heard to get rumors it. that cocaine exists in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had New Zealand cocaine? No, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen a photo of it. <laughs> Don't it's do not, drugs, kids. It's not common. The Hawks Bay team probably doesn't have it. That'd be one of the main ports, right? Where it comes in. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe that's the, the good. That's why the players want to go to Hawks Bay. Yeah, because you got the gongs. You got the gongs. You got the gangs out there. You got a port. Gangs don't do cocaine, though. They do meth. I mean, it could be meth. It could be... Um, but if you're trying to import cocaine into a country, you'd use a pre-established um, logistics organization such as the Mongrel Mob. Yeah, okay. That's, that's a fair point. That's how I do it, anyway. That's how I do it. Mm. What about the guy from the Mexican um, restaurant here in Auckland whose friend told him he had to um, <laughs> transport an important barrel of wine, but he wasn't allowed to look at the barrel of wine or show <laughs> anyone the barrel of wine? <laughs> and he, he got off. I was yeah, like, it's crazy. how can you be that yeah. stupid? Oh, when you're dealing with scary people. Yeah, good point. I'd rather be stupid than dead. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. That's yes, good sir. Point. Yes, absolutely, sir. Yeah, I will sure. deliver this wine. <laughs> and no one can see the wine. As soon as they say that, like the guy should just be honest about, like, look, mate, it's cocaine, all right? So just keep it a lot on the low key. Pretty funny to get caught as well. It's like, I think it's pretty hard. I don't know. I just like to think if I was a criminal, I'd be good at it. Um, should we talk about rugby again? Yeah, right. What do you got? Uh, Australia sucking shit. Uh, Paul D. Yeah. So we have a beautiful, a tasty little match. Mm. Argentina, yeah. Japan. Ooh. For fighting for that second place. What a tender yeah. morsel. Which is quite a nice little development in this pool. Um, yeah. yeah you I know, mean, if um, Samoa did win, that would have ended that. Yeah. So, so we've got a little bit of excitement for, for this last Japan round. Win. The one good thing about Samoa underachieving is we've got this game. Yeah. 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 Japan doesn't look much good, though. I no, think Argentina can play poorly yeah. and still beat them. And they did, I mean, uh, they're only playing Chile, but I thought that was quite an impressive win. Yeah. 
relative to how they played against England, especially. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, though, maybe s- Japan, I mean, they were disappointing against England, right? Were they? They were okay for the first yeah, yeah. 10, Initially, maybe. Yeah. So, so do we think maybe Japan famously, like, they look at the schedule and just line up one or two games. They would have looked at the schedule already and going, we're probably going to lose to England. We're definitely going to beat Chile. We probably can beat Samoa. Mm-hmm. If we put all our effort into Samoa and Argentina, we'll be going through mm-hmm. on the weak side of the draw. Mm-hmm. Crossing over with fucking Wales. So that's winnable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty exciting for them. And it's like, I hope they've got something in the tank. I would put, I'd bet all my money on Argentina, but like, yeah, yeah Japan, who knows? I mean, they did um, beat Scotland in their last World Cup in the last match. So maybe they use a bit of that as motivation. Yeah. 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 Bit of excitement. Um, so we can go back to Pool C. What do we got? Oh, Wales, Australia, Fiji. So Australia have a very, very slim chance. They're not mathematically out yet. Mm-hmm. If Fiji um, avoid winning or gaining a single point, yeah, Australia have a chance. Yeah, Australia will go through. Yeah. But that's pretty impossible to me. Yeah. I think. Not so Fiji, yeah, who's Fiji playing? Georgia. No, no Portugal. Portugal. Oh, yeah, shit, okay. So if Portugal can beat Fiji by, by more seven than seven, points. Fiji lose. I think Fiji out. I th- I think if, and Portugal hasn't looked completely appalling, but no, I think but They I think can't sure. beat them by over seven. I mean, that's, that's only three penalties. Hmm. You know, like, seven points isn't a lot. Fiji will have to throw some pretty amazing intercepts. I hope not, because like, I want to see... Yeah. Oh, maybe Fiji has already won their World Cup by beating Australia, and that's that is pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it would be that would be a shame if it, Fiji didn't go through and Australia did, because Australia don't deserve it. It'd be like the New Zealand women's football team to um, manage to beat who did we beat Spain. No, we uh, who Norway. We beat we yeah. beat Norway yeah, the and then and lost, lost to fucking Philippines. Yeah, a team that you know we heavily underdogs against Norway, heavy favourites against Philippines. <laughs> Philippines not only scored their first. Goal in a World Cup, but their first win mm-hmm. is fucking ridiculous. Good on yeah. them. Yeah. No, I'm, I, it, it does feel, though, besides that Japan game versus Argentina, it does feel like a little bit of a disappointing weekend coming up. Oh, no, Island the Scotland. Last one, the Scotland Island. Okay. Huge game. All right. I, I, I would bet, I mean, I, I want to give gambling advice on this podcast. I'd bet $1,000 on um, Ireland. Why don't you do it? <laughs> Okay, I, I immediately regret saying a thousand because I'm not that rich right now. I'll bet I'll bet two hundred on Ireland. Is that, is that not impressive? Five hundred. Yeah. I'll bet five hundred on Ireland. Oh yeah, it's quite confident that I wouldn't bet that much on them. Oh, you wouldn't. I'd what would you, what like would you bet? Twenty bucks. I mean, tw- twenty bucks is like Kiwi style gambling, right? Where yeah. Like uh, so the All Blacks, man, I've, that's the lowest odds I've ever seen. So the All Blacks are paying playing. Yeah, the All Blacks are paying one dollar. And point zero zero one cents. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a to cent. beat Uruguay. That's yeah. that's to stop those professional gamblers. So that's one tenth yeah. of a cent to yeah. put it put it like in a multi. So that's, that's to stop people from putting, I reckon, um, a billion just put dollars, fifty thousand dollars on oh, it to make yeah. Yeah. to make uh, yeah five hundred or whatever the fuck they're doing. But yeah. that just shows like the last week of the World Cup is feeling a little bit dead rubber. Yeah, I mean, it's our job as broadcasters to to get everyone on the it's hype train. It's not right? our job. We're not being paid to do this. <laughs> but we can be. If anyone would like to pay us to do that, we are available. Very available. We can give, I reckon we can give better analysis than Steve Hansen saying, I don't think Italy can come back from this. To be yeah. fair, he nailed it. 
Yeah, yeah. he does. He does. Yeah, our analysis is not as good as um, Sean Fitzpatrick. I, I, it has become my mention. I don't even know if he was fucking... I think he was from Australia. I don't even think he was talking about <laughs> fucking New Zealand. But like, it, it, I do believe I'm like, New Zealand. If we can just get a bit of belief. Um, yeah, what is... <laughs> what, in that game, Argentina, Japan, what are they playing? Odds not available yet. Hmm. Oh. It's quite interesting. It's quite exciting. That's saucy. Yeah. Fucking cowards, eh? That's interesting. They must be wanting to, but maybe Wait they must the be teams. like, we've got like, yeah, we've got six dead rubbers, so we'll give you something spicy oh, for Japan. Yeah. Spice Japan can definitely do it. Yeah, they can. Yeah. If I was seeing the odds, I'd still put Argentina at like yeah. two dollars. Well, as a TAB manager, you your job is to entice betting. You want yeah. people to bet, so you you want to make things look attractive, right? Yeah. And you're you're weighing up. Hey, can can I get Maximum people betting, yeah, without losing, without yeah. risking. Yeah. They uh, should the say they should say Uruguay is paying six thousand dollars. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I will say this though: that the TAB is awful the way they predate predator, their predators, mm-hmm. child predators. Even like as soon as you turn eighteen, <laughs> they start smashing you with the app. It's actually it's crazy that they. I just had this epiphany. They put pokey machines inside pubs mm. where people are drunk. Drunk, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy that the TAB would send me letters to my house as a kid. This is yeah. how they got me. They had they streamed for, for the brief time that NBA had, was streamed free on the TAB. Yeah. Mm. So you could gamble while watching. Yeah. So just to get free t- uh, watching the games, yeah. I signed up to TAB and then they sent to my house letters going, here's t- $10 off your first bet. Yeah. Oh, they do that all the time, eh? They're like 20 bucks for free. Go bet on something. Yeah, and it's why bets. it's so fucked. And it's why I'm now worried that at least you're like, oh, at least if you are losing money to the TAB, it's at least going to the government. It's at least like a form of tax revenue. Now it's being... Yeah, it's been... Labor's part sold it off. Yeah. And that really fucks me off because I'm like, mm. if you look at the system in Australia and the UK where they're just getting reamed and now America, mm. gambling companies just slowly just... Before you know it, they're on every Premier League shirt and they're just constantly bombarding and there's so you. many of them. I don't understand how... Like that's how lucrative the the industry is. There yeah. are so many betting companies, but it's also so cheap. Like you've just got a shitty website. Yeah, and like, look at the TAB website. That's the overhead. I mean, so you, you, don't ha- need you have to, to start with some capital. You have to start with a kitty, right? Yeah, but I reckon fucking if a result went bad for one of those and it was big enough, they'd probably just declare bankruptcy and not pay out. You know, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like because there's so many shoddy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're if you're into illegal streaming like I am, um, Bet three six five. I've never even fucking seen that anywhere else, but they advertise yeah. so heavily on yeah. illegal streaming sites. They do. It's hard to imagine. Does the TAB even panic? Pa- pa- uh, pa- because like now when we got the app, it just goes into your app. Like you don't actually have the money. It's not like they don't give you the cash like they used to in the store. Mm. It's just a credit for future gambling. It's like over your lifetime of gambling, you are going to lose that money. If you know, it's yeah. not real. It's hard, all, that's the thing. They make it hard to cash out, right? Yeah. Do you know they make it hard to do? Unsubscribe from the New York Times. Holy fuck. Yeah. They make you phone them, which in New Zealand is like, you know, you've got to call them, yeah. uh, you know, like in the morning or anyway. We're back off. We're back off track. Should we do some mental health chat? Oh, wow. Let's get in there. I went to therapy. Went good. I realized that in a romantic partner, I look for the love um, that I'm always, I'm looking for that connection that can be somehow... Um, got with older parents or something like that. Something like that. Older parents. I've forgotten it. <laughs> or they appear old, or they got older no, no parents. older parents. My older parents. Well, my parents. You know, like anyone from the boomer generation. Oh, yeah. 
maybe they struggle to show affection. My parents are pretty loving. I don't want to be too much Oh, yeah, so you them. seek that out in partners. Yeah, so, so you want someone comfort. who's super, like, yeah, like, emotionally connected. Not mm-hmm. not distant. There's no walls there. Don't mm-hmm. know how to Skype. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit racist. <laughs> Vote national. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for that. That's my dream girl. <laughs> She could go to a national party. Do you find it easy to talk in therapy? Like, do you become an open book? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to talk to you. Think of the number of times I've overshared with you. (laughs) I'm like, uh, Matt, my uh, this rash on my testicles. And like, guy, this is a place of work. Please do not show me your testicles right now. I feel like I'm pretty good at opening up. But I mean, I don't know where my hard crevices are. Yeah. It's part of therapy to find those. Yeah. You know? Um, How's your mental health chat going, Sanj? Been all right. Strong? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> Sanjay is strong. And he's, he's yeah, on the he's football field and I don't fucking hit him with a pass. He's like, fucking guy, fucking, fucking piece of shit, fucking guy. Matt, how are you? Um, how's, how's your mental health? Good. We just got back from uh, four days of skiing. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I said we. It was a good time. Not Sanjay. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sanjay. Sanjay, um, you're going to come on the next ski trip. How yeah. good is it, though, just getting out into nature? Like, you, you always hear that chat about, oh, you go... Oh, you're feeling sad? Go outside for a run. Yeah. And at the time, you're like, get fucked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the um, worst advice. Uh, yeah. But it, it, like, it does work. Yeah. Is, is the problem. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you can find, I don't like just going outside for the for the fun of it, like for the hell yeah. of it. Like, I'm outside now. Why am I yeah. not happy? If you're doing something socially. Yeah. Or you know, you're on an adventure, or if being outside is the secondary ex- aspect of your activity. Yeah. Then it works. Yeah. Um, getting a bit of vitamin D, shredding on the pow pow with getting, your mates. Getting hobbies. It's interesting, like at primary school, how well rounded your life is. Yeah. Mm. Think of your life. Like, I used to get up in the morning, do swimming lessons or coaching, and then you do academics. And then at halftime, you do fucking bull rush. Mm, mm. Like, you feel the physical <laughs> pain of like yeah. a cage fight. Uh, it was bull rush was so much fun for me because I was massive as a kid. I was just. I was Have just, you always been a big boy? Yeah, I was running kids over. The only time I was small was like for like one year in fourth form where I just before I'd gone through. And you're like, I hate this. Yeah, well, well, I was a basketball player and a lock, so it's like being an undersized lock sucks. Being an undersized basketball player sucks. Yeah. Unless you're fast, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bull rush, and then like um, you do a bit of recorder, like even doing a bit of music, like yeah. stretching that part of your brain, have a jam, and then uh, oh. Also, amazing social group. Like, every yeah. day you're there with your, all your friends. Yeah. It's like the perfect lifestyle. And then your mum cooks your dinner. Like, dream. Yeah. And you're like, as an adult, you're like, I need to actually, I should pick up a musical instrument or get yeah. into painting or macaroni it's picture funny, yeah, frames. Like, so as used an to adult, f- you yeah. have to pay for those things yeah. as well. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's whereas true. as a kid, you can it's just hard, go, oh, eh? I want to do this, and then your parents pay for it. What if we started, like, our own, like, recreational club where, like, I mean, Matt can play, Matt could teach me some good guitar. I could teach Matt some basketball. <laughs> Be taller. <laughs> okay, guy. <laughs> that is a joke in basketball. You can't teach height. And um, no, but like you could teach me. What do you play on the guitar? Um, I'd love to learn how to play. Oh yeah. High, high and dry. High and dry. Radiohead. Yeah. Yep. I'd love to learn that. I'd love. That's to pretty learn. easy. Yeah. I could teach you. The other day when I entered the Mass Singer, I learned how to do. Um, uh, sing Frank Ocean falsetto. Mm-hmm. Not well, but I, um, like, it was cool to spend a, an hour with a singing teacher trying to teach me how to mm-hmm. sing Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually like, the dopamine was through the roof, just learned, having a go at that. Yeah, even, um, I find that, here's, okay, here's some mental health advice. Yeah. Whenever you feel low, well, this works for me anyway, just having a sing 
um, singing a song that you know well, that maybe you can perform, you know, well enough. Yeah. Is a real mood booster for me. What are your songs? I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> One Direction, Steal My Girl. Everybody want to steal my yeah. girl. It just bangs. And just to sing along, like, you know, you sit in the car, you've pulled up to work, you got to wait for it to finish. You yeah. sing along. Um, Shout out to Gilly, um, our colleague and uh, friend who, uh, fucking the Gilly Fish man, he, he, he said he listened to the podcast and identified with Matt, you got to finish the song before uh, you get to you work. You've got to finish the song. I agree with him. Yeah. I think you should end it as soon as your trip. No, it's personal preference, Sanjay. You can't be like, um, call Gilly up and go, hey man, you've got to st- no, stop finishing that song. I'll, I'll put my foot down for that. <laughs> but yeah, have a sing song. Do you have a s- mood. Sanjay, do you have a song that's like your strength? I quite like Everlong. Oh, sick. That should be like, if the All Blacks win How's the World Cup, go? you should... Yeah. yeah, it's a good song. That was yeah. number two on the rock one... 2000 <laughs> <laughs> the rocks on the rock rock 7000 um, that was song number three yeah, and number one was master of puppets and I wanna, wanna it went forever. it's hard though to sing a in public because not for me uh, <laughs> give me a song yeah. it's my dream there's like a stigma. I can't believe like I said Frank Ocean you didn't want to hear one I'll sing Adele man I'll sing it um, but you, you can't sing it. in public because either you're too good yeah, which is embarrassing, lame, and yeah. showoffy, or yeah. you're horrific, and people are like, "Hey, yeah. shut up!" No, that's kind. Of, no, you're horrific and you're entertaining. But you almost have to be purposely horrific. Yeah, you know, in front of people to it's, maybe it's a Kiwi as a no. Just, you just pick a hard song. Like we just sung "Happy Birthday" before downstairs. That's a fucking hard song. Whose birthday was it? Guy Montgomery. Oh yeah. And um, on Friday, oh, weird what? that we've like um, postponed or you know done like a lay-by on the oh, cake yeah. giving. But uh, there was a COVID case on Friday, I think, so no one's oh, in the office. Okay. Look, you can't just. Oh, so did they buy the cake on Friday and they're like, fuck? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Okay, no, fair enough. Happy birthday, Guy Montgomery. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be so bitter about his birthday. You got free fucking cake, Oh, it's delicious. I wish we had a birthday every day. Sanjay, can you say it's your birthday tomorrow? That's not. You just say it's your birthday. Um,. Yeah, but um, if we if we win the World Cup, we have to have a, if the All Blacks win the World Cup, yeah. we have to sing a sing along. If the All Blacks, okay, that's probably not going to happen. So if the All Blacks beat Ireland, we have a sing along. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I'm the, I, I want to I, I consider myself to be the um, the rugby expert who is who the one guy who's really strongly backing the All Blacks. This is our I year. I back the All Blacks. Yeah, I mean uh, like I mean like confident though. I, after the after the um, French game, and who did we play after France? Oh, maybe not after that. Like we kind of have gone to a bit of a after well, South Africa, we played Ireland. Namibia. We were down on well, the the All Blacks commentary was down, and we we're like we're shit and Foster's shit. Well, and I'm now like, we're the best since we smashed smash Italy. Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with us. Eh? That's our mental health going up. Yeah, attaching your mental health to a sport is not good, guys. Yeah, yeah unless they win a lot. Happiness should come from within. I do. I do wonder if I'm addicted to sport. Yeah, I like, I t- spend too much of my life on sport. Like it's fine as a little bit of a hobby, but like I got I support NBA, Premier League, fucking Rugby World Cup. Escapism, eh? Yeah, it's like I can't even focus on the cricket World Cup yet because I've got too many things on my calendar. I um, what annoys me about male love for sport is that um, girls get a lot of shit for the things that they're they're into. Yeah, pop stars, celebrities. Yeah. Um, Men are just the same. Yeah. yeah. But watching millionaires kick a ball around. Yeah. Like, that's arguably silly. Worse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least, like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, 
you can learn things from the Kardashians. I guess you learn from sport as well. But like the Kardashians, like you can, you can look at their relationships and you can apply that to your own relationships and improve. Mm-hmm. You can go like, oh, the problem is Courtney doesn't have an open relation. She doesn't have enough conversation with who's she with Travis Barker mm-hmm. or something. Um, whereas rugby, you can't be like, oh, we've noticed that Fozzie isn't communicating with <laughs> Sam Kane well enough, and I need to communicate better in my personal relationship. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, men have horrific double standards. Yeah. Especially because, like, 10 years ago, it was like, women, they love shoes. And then Basel shoes became a huge trend in Yeezys. And now yeah. men are actually yeah. probably stupider. Yeah. Because it's like, at least women's shoes are, like, leather Italian crafted or, like, yeah. quite nice. Mm. Men are spending money on, like, slave job Nike LeBron yeah. sneakers that look horrific, yeah. you know? They're, like, bright orange. And you're like, that's the worst shoe I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. That's a good point, Matt. So yeah, be aware of um, misogyny every day and me talking about people getting dicked by Scotty Pippen. (laughs) They didn't get dicked. If anything, the person in charge there was Madonna who had the power to have multiple lovers and to judge them. And how did she declare it? Was it like a a result like, I now announce the winner? It's actually actually just a rumour and I don't even know if it's rumoured, it's it's actually true that Madonna definitely had a relationship with Charles Barkley, I think. I thought, um, who did Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman get with? Potentially uh, Dennis Rodman as well. Oh, yeah. He tried to marry Carmen Electra. Oh, that's right, yeah. But um, she didn't show up on the wedding day, so he wore the wedding dress. That's cool. That is cool. Respect to that. I like that. Dennis Rodman is fucked. Yeah. He goes to North Korea. And um, started crying when everyone didn't like his North Korea. Um, it's worth, worth watching the documentary of uh, Dennis Rodman go to North Korea. Mm-hmm. But I will say that but the main thing you take away is that Dennis Rodman is not mentally well. Yeah. Hell of a rebounder, though. Hell yeah. of a rebounder. Shout out to the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Shout out to the 97 Chicago Bulls. Do you think mental health in sport will improve? Is it getting better? Are we Yeah, because they have massively the, like, m- mental health coaches. Yeah. But not just that. I mean, this, there's nothing worse than watching the New Zealand rugby um, uh, mental health doctor or whatever yeah, on, the, um, on the NZ uh, Plus um, app or whatever. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker, he, he just comes out and he's just saying like these ridiculous, he's like... Black is a pigment. It is the darkest of black. <laughs> the pigment is what joins us through the fabric of society. And you're like, get fucked. But they are more aware in terms of when I was maybe high school level, there was a player called Zach Guilford. Yeah. And yeah. he clearly was an alcoholic who was struggling to get over the passing of his father. Yeah. The All Blacks cut him cold when he had yeah. one wacky night on the piss in yeah. Rarotonga. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's not great. And if, again, if he assaulted someone or whatever he did or showed, showed someone's testicles. Well, assault doesn't actually get you knocked out of the All Blacks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, whatever he did, like, was naked on a scooter. It sounded like a good night to me. <laughs> um, we completely cut ties with him and like, clearly he's someone who's, you know, yeah. suffering. It's that, um, that culture of protecting the brand. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, is a little bit harsh on the players. And it's crazy that like, yeah, like, uh, domestic violence doesn't affect the brand, but um, wackiness does yeah snorting cocaine off the trophy does because that should be celebrated like that's the most interesting thing that's happened to Rand Fitzgerald in years <laughs> yeah so I think they from that perspective they have got a little bit better mm-hmm. um, well, so we they, are yeah improving. once they start being held responsible for players mental health and yeah. life even after uh, being in the game yeah uh, we'll see some changes once yeah. it starts starts costing those uh, institutions money that's what I'd love to hear from Steve Hansen like, I get it when you're a current player and I guess they still want to protect the current players but like you can't admit the weakness but I love when a professional athlete comes out afterwards and talks about suffering from anxiety 
Because mm. there must be All Blacks who are like, fuck, we're going to play Ireland tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're, we think, potentially better than us, so we have mm-hmm. to play amazing. And if we lose, the country is going to hate us a little bit. Mm. Or our whole legacy, because I've been training since they're 12, my whole life feels wasted. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just saying that about Savia. It's like, he didn't win in 2015. His legacy's on the line. Even Barrett, like who... Barrett, obviously, is one of the greatest rugby players of all time. Same with Savia. These are the greatest rugby players of all time. And he did win in 2015, but he wasn't the main dude, you know? I think, did he win, like, player of the year around that as well? Yeah, he won the he won best player of the year. But, like, you want to be the guy who is in the photo lifting the trophy as the main guy. You want that moment. It was like Dan Carter. He was going to go down as one of the greatest first fives ever. But if he... Because he got injured in 2011, Mm. it would have been weird if he didn't win in 2015. It would have been a weird And for him to kick his last kick with his wrong foot, I love that little... Oh, little juicy conversion. little, yeah. oh, so but good. But they didn't show it on TV <coughs> though, so you never got to see yeah. it. Yeah, can you? Can you? I, I'm actually not aware of the story. Can people fill me in? What's what happened? Like um, after Bowden Barrett scored that try, yeah, 2015. Conversion. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Carter kicked a conversion, but he kicked it with his right foot. Why? Because it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I thought he was in, he was injured. He was no, not picked to the finish. It with his it's right. like it's, it's a cool it's a cool way to go out. Like hey, I've beaten rugby. Yeah. Like, to, to beat the sport because not many. Players ever do that. Yeah. Usually players hang on for too long and eventually lose or tarnish their um, record. Yeah. But for him to go, fuck you, rugby. I yeah. Win. You know, like you almost yeah. took uh, my legacy away when he couldn't complete the 2011 World Cup. Yeah. And then to come back, be integral, and then just slot it with his right foot. It's just like, it's just like a little personal, you know, mm, see you later. Yeah, okay. I love it. I love and, those little narratives. And Sunday, why was it not broadcast on television? I don't know, because they... What were they, sh- what were they broadcasting? Showing, showing the replay of Bowden Barrett <laughs> touching down. So they like just fucked it up. That's yeah. interesting. Was it? I mean, because it was basically game over, right? Yeah, I mean, the, he scores a try. They did have another um, kick off the Wallabies. Yeah, but and it was right in front. Yeah. Would they be able to go? Is there footage that exists? Yeah, probably will be, but yeah. you so never get to see it. I mean, he can go back. He needs to call World Rugby and get... What do you call it? Go back NZR to the rushes. Plus, yeah. NZR Plus. I was going to say that about that. That is a good thing about that, Doco. Episode one is worth watching at no. least. I don't know why I'm plugging this shitty streaming service so much. But um, uh, they do... Um, who is it? Who's Caleb Clark mm. talks about how he was traumatized going back to Japan because he was in the room where he... He left. He he made the All Blacks. He left the All Blacks mm. to play the Olympic the dream, Olympics, yeah. but got cut from the Olympic team. Mm. So not only was he stuck in this hellhole COVID hotel where you couldn't leave because Japan had strict COVID regulations for. I mean, understandably for the Olympics. Oh, so he went to Japan. He yeah, went he to Japan to and go got as a cut. Traveling resort. Oh, so that's he rough. talked about being there and crying. I think he talked about crying, and they like they all like cry in that doco. So oh. it was like that. But is it good to hear that? Like you forget that being a professional athlete is a mental. Because it must be so hard to be like the best in the world at something basically but then there's someone there who's better than you yeah. mm-hmm. and it must be brutal because the thing about the All Blacks last World Cup you're like we're the best team we can beat South Africa we, we fuck up one game or we get like outsmarted one game and mm-hmm. you know for you know Karen Reid that's his opportunity to lift the trophy I'd argue as, as well captain. that it's hard being an All Black because as an All Black you can't have your own kind of media or representation you're like everything's controlled mm. you, yeah maybe you're Bowden Barrett but you can't be Bowden Barrett, the All Black. Yeah. In your own social medias, you can't live your own life or control your own media. Yeah. You're always part of the squad. Like, that's the All Black spread. Although they're kind of doing it on Instagram. They will have their own accounts that kind of... Yeah. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. It's just weird when you see ads with All Blacks oh, yeah. who are like, hey, I'm Bowden Barrett. Mm. 
and it's like, yeah, what are you? Are you? You can't say all black. You can't yeah. say. I play sport. Yeah. I play a very popular sport, and yeah. today I'm selling hoses. <laughs> like, it's kind of a weird um, rule. Like, I get it. Protect the brand. And and Adi Savia is probably one of the best um, actors. <laughs> He's all right. He's all right in the Uber Eats commercial. <laughs> Yeah, I compared to the other ones. I thought yeah. he was better than um, who's yeah. the other one in it? Uh, Ethan DeGroot. Ethan DeGroot. I think he's better than Ethan DeGroot. Yeah, Dane Cole is probably midway between those two. So, so yeah, now Savia is probably one of the best, you know, number eights to ever yeah. do it. But if he doesn't have a World Cup, mm. he will be a little bit forgotten. You know, yeah, a little a bit, bit of like an my boy Andrew Murdens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's a shame. It's just uh, uh, we we just hold them to ridiculous standards, I guess. But yeah, um, shout to Artie, shout to Moanga, shout to Bowden Barrett. Uh, we look forward to the boys. I'm doing this too early. Eh? It's still another fucking week. Good luck for your big game against Namibia or whoever the fuck you're playing <laughs> next week. Um, Uruguay. That's pro- Uruguay, sorry. I get them all confused. Shout out to Uruguay. That's a tiny country as well. Uruguay's like the size of New Zealand and they're yeah, good at football. Yeah, one, two World Cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, but there's an asterisk <laughs> next to those. Those World Cups were before football was invented. It's kind of like how New Zealand won the first one. But we won two. <laughs> the last yeah. three. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would be for New Zealand to put themselves back on top. We're going to throw that narrative out there again, the pressure of New Zealand. It's like, if South Africa got this next World Cup, then they've got four and we've got three. That's Mm -hmm. big. Um, Or like this could be the end, you know, this could be the end of New Zealand dominance. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Fucking fascinating. Not when Razor comes in, going to be back to the top. Back to the top, yeah. Who are the players though? Who's the next generation? Roy Gard. Yeah, Roy Gard would be one of them. And who's our who's our next first five? Or has Moanga still got enough left on them? No, I mean he's maybe going with Razor. Oh uh, yeah, yes. Okay, so he's gone. Yeah, Moanga is gone. Oh, no, yeah, gone. he's going to Japan. Roy Cat- or Moanga? No, Moanga. You got to cash in, eh? Yeah, he'll be back for next World Cup, though, won't he? Or is he oh, not yeah, too old? Yeah, he's got an option. I guess yeah, it makes sense, eh? You you go in the first two years of a World Cup cycle. They all do it. Bowden Barrett was <coughs> away in the cycle. Yeah, and Bowden Barrett's going back to Japan. Mm-hmm. To, to be fair, Bowden Barrett has. Since he's been to Japan, been worse. Yeah. So probably shouldn't have got. I don't so know. far. So far, he's got a big yeah, game coming. Yeah, but his bank accounts way better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's and it's. I, I can I say I don't begrudge any player who goes overseas. Like fucking get that cash. It's kind of crazy for um, Lester Fanganuku to be doing it. Yeah. But. But he's doing it for his family. Oh, massively! You can't, especially as we said, a winger. Their their lifespan in the All Blacks is one World yeah. Cup. Yeah. So this is it. Has he got on the pitch much though? Is he? Yeah. He played in the um, Namibia match. Yeah. Then <laughs> you never know. A couple of injuries, he'll be right there. Hopefully not, though, because Jordan and... Um, yeah, Talia. Talia. I mean, you can change who you represent as well, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, they've loosened the rules. Yeah, but like as it's shown, though, yeah, um, Tonga and it. Samoa are, 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 are way off the pace at the moment. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. No one else got anything else to say? That is the end of another absolute classic episode. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. I've been Matt Cook. Please enjoy your life. Safe communities together. Peace. Peace.